we're at season five. This is the Build Your Scene podcast. I'm your host, Carl Puller, and I'm sitting in studio with Gareth. Yeah, bro. Gareth Howard. How are you doing, bro? From Atlantic South. Yes. I'm, I'm a bit... Back uh, again. I'm a bit starstruck right now. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got like the, I've got the dream team here on the podcast. Oh, you know? no, you don't. <laughs> Dude, thank you for joining me. I, Thanks for having know, me again, man. If you listen back two episodes ago where I was all on my own on the podcast... It's a horrible episode, horrible for me. You were lonely. Uh, I was lonely. I was depressed. You could just hear it in my voice. If you just track back, you don't have to listen to the whole thing because it'll make you depressed. Nah, I stopped halfway. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Um, yeah, dude. So it's it's such a pleasure to have guys back in the studio. Yeah. Um, it's bringing good to energy. Be back. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, let's jump right in. Right. Okay. Actually, you know, let's actually talk about something that's happening right now. Let's do it. So right now, in South Africa, there's a plane at the airport. And huge it's lettering on the, the side. Air, it's, it's actually the air. Yeah, yeah, it's about to land. But when you listen to it, it'll be at uh, Joburg Airport. Yes. It has these letters on the side that say Iron Maiden. Air Force One. Yes, they're in South Africa. People have lost their minds. Last night was the was this, the Cape Town show. Yes. And people, people, you were there. They lost, they lost their minds. You were there. Man. Talk, talk about it. Um, you know what? I was actually chatting to my buddy. Uh, Let's call him uh, Stefan Ignatius, good, better, bester, prize, otherwise known as Iggy. Iggy, yeah. And I told him, I said, um, I went purely based on respect. Yeah. I, I, you know, I saw, you know, I attended these tribute shows. Yeah. It was the first time I'd actually heard any Iron Maiden song. Not even sung by Iron Maiden. Wow. I was blown away by the camaraderie and the fun that these guys were having. Decided to pick up last minute ticket and I went there out of respect and I left a fan and I think yeah. after 35 plus years of being a band <laughs> they know how to do it right and they're having a great time doing it seeing these 60 year old dudes yeah. jumping around stage with these with this massive production it was it was phenomenal incredible yeah I I'm saw, gonna leave it at that I was so bummed I didn't go I saw photos and it blew my mind but right now linking to that yes we have a huge thank you to say because the guys from Witch Doctor the Blacklisted Sean and Devo pretty much sent us all their recorded interview material with Iron Maiden and a bunch of other bands and they said hey listen we want you guys to have this and put this up on your on your podcast that's insane and man. we want to keep sending you these these kind of interviews that's, so that's just, just out of the cool. blue like there was no like agreement around it we didn't have to do anything for it they just said hey listen take this use it uh it was like it, it was surreal for me it was it was awesome so on this show this episode today if you listen past the interviews listen to the interviews we have, we have an interview with iron maiden iron maiden bro iron friggin maiden so yeah that's that's happening today and that leads right into what we're talking about is this episode is all about the power of media and uh social media visual media musical stuff sound stuff everything um media really is the basis for communication um, and that's what we're talking about today the importance of it doing it properly or not doing it properly you actually can add a lot to this you you deal with this a lot really yeah yeah well some people may like it some people may not like it so much but it's an extremely powerful and very important tool yes yeah so that's one thing that everybody needs to know is that you know you have to use it yeah and yeah. you have to use it properly absolutely man i mean if you do it really well people take note of you they they get an idea of what your music's going to be about before they hear it which is what you want to set the tone you know without a doubt man you've and, got and to connect with the audience absolutely Sorry. and and the main thing is and, and you and i are in agreement with pretty much everyone who's come to the podcast has said this so it's a big i want to emphasize it the most important thing is the music it is the music 
Amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so don't don't think that you can have a great album cover and, not, and neglect your music because that's not going to work. Yeah. But but once you've got your music down, you've got your music right, make sure that you back up your music with some good visuals, some good content, some good social media management. That stuff is important. Yeah, you said it yourself. Yeah. Content, content, content. It's got to be good content. It's got to be entertaining. Yeah. It's got it's got to strike with your audience. It's got to connect yeah. with your audience. Your audience has to connect with it. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. Honoring Nathan, who likes to tell stories with more stories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always I, I rag on him. Uh, I I like to use analogies to to uh, to 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 bring this point across. And and. Really being in a band and having fans is like a relationship, right? Yeah. And media is the communication in that relationship. And every relationship needs communication. So how you communicate, how often you communicate, that is media. And you have to do all the different channels, whether it's a new song, whether it's a music video, a lyric video, a photo shoot, whatever it is. It, the other half, the other, your mistress, you know. At the end of the day, it's like but yeah. it's it's like a marriage. Yes. You yes. know, if one party's not happy in the marriage, what's going to happen? Yeah, you got to get you guys got to talk to each other. You know, exactly. the fans are coming to the shows, so they're doing their part. They're supporting and buying and downloading. What you need to be doing is providing the content for for the fans. Really, you gotta uphold and maintain the relationship yeah. with your audience. Keep your vows, in other words. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is very important is also you got to just create that call to action. Yes, you got to yeah, create yeah. that want. Yeah, you know, it's like a demand and supply situation. You got to de- you got to demand. And then supply. And yeah, it's yeah. Kind of yeah. like the other way around. Yeah. So it's 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 get your music right first. Once you've got it right, don't be the guy who winks at a girl in the dark and expects her to go on a date with him. You know, make sure that you make yourself known in the right way. Because an album cover can do one of two things. It can it can put people off buying an album that could be amazing, or it could make them buy. It could be the first po- point where they go, hey. I get the feeling from this cover that this band is. Oh, I see a lot of triangles. Maybe they're like yeah. North Lane. I don't know, you know. Um, and and they and so they buy the album. And then Correct. if your music is good, they're impressed yet again, and they've reinforced that purchase. So they bought it. You've reinforced it. Then they go, cool. I like this band. I like how they look. I, I resonate with them. I'm gonna keep supporting them. And that's really what we're talking about. So so that is the power of media. Uh, we're not gonna expand too much on it because we've got some fantastic guests on the show today who, who are perfectly placed for this. Absolutely. Uh, we've got Mark Allnut, who, oh. who is uh, from Pajama Planet. You might know him from All Guns Full Ammo, but really from a media perspective, Juiced Robot. Uh, he did the filming for our event, which that video will be coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that guy, he's an interesting, interesting character. Hey? He's, an, <laughs> he's an interesting character, but with some pretty amazing talent. Yes, um, absolutely. And he kind of looks like a juice robot as well. He's he does, got a big yeah. chap. Yeah, he's a big he's got he's some a big muscles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got him on the show and then we've got another big chap all the way from Joburg. Uh, we've got Louis Dupassoni. Yeah, that's um, a very, very big When it chap. comes to media, that guy is bro, when I say UJFM radio show, when I say MCAR autofonts, <laughs> you know, uh, illustrations all the way through to seasons with a band. He's been, the guy has done everything. Yeah. Right? So... And now the market battles, obviously, so it's also very current. So these guys are going to talk to you about stuff that's happening, and we want you to listen and soak it in if you're a band, and if you're a fan, just soak it in anyway. Get to know your scene, you know? We don't only want you to soak it in. We want you to get involved. Get involved. Yes, absolutely. That's the call very to action. Very important. Very important. That is the call to action. Let's hit you with some news. Uh, we already took Iron Maiden out of Corin's uh, news section, so let's get <laughs> yeah. it in here before we take all the content. Corin, bring it on. News team, assemble! 
I'm back again with the podcast. Lots of things happening this time around. Um, so let's get straight into it. An announcement from Witch Doctor Camp. There is going to be a Witch Fest in Cape Town in 2017. So that's next year. Go register. Why are you staring at me, Kyle? Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you drank a gallon of monster energy before you started oh, doing the news. Monster knew how much monster was here. <laughs> Um, okay, there's also a huge giveaway on the Witch Doctor page for all of their upcoming events. Go have a look. It is awesome. Even I have checked it out and I have shared it. Um, on the 21st of May, which is tonight, the Legacy School of Music... Battle of the Bands, yeah. Is feature, have, ...have their next um, heat featuring Ben Low, Assembly, Animus Falls with Joel Dixon guesting. Yeah, um, actually, we were at the... We did this whole uh, triple tweet thing where we... we uh, we were at three events on the same night, and one of those events was the first round. So a big um, congrats to Bevan Soga, who was the winner of well, the band, the Bevan Soga, I guess the Bevan Soga band. I don't know if you call it that, but he won, and it was a fantastic Woo-hoo! night. Um, and all the bands were really, really uh, top notch. So well done to those guys. And yeah. Yes. Then we have the last heat, which is on the 28th, and the final on the 11th of June, which has a massive prize of 10,000 rand for that band that wins. Oh yeah, stakes yes. are high. So go support, go show, go check it out. It's gonna be awesome. And then awesome news. This even makes me happy. Christmas has come early, guys. For all of those festival goers, Opikopi and Slamfest have started announcing their lineup, and Rocking the Daisies have opened up their registry. Pick your fest. Go get your tickets. Let's do this. Start budgeting right now. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll see you at all of them. It makes no difference. Yeah, yeah. And then a little future event I've got on the 25th is Infanteria, which are playing their 10th anniversary, which is going to be supported by Wargrave at Raw. Yeah, and if I can throw in another one around about that time uh, in June is going to be, and I know we're going to see you there. I know we're going to see you. <laughs> Fear Factory. Fear Factory shows. There's so much hype around this band being in South Africa. Um, I'm up against the front if you're looking for me. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be awesome. Okay, guys, um, before we shoot out, uh, we've got a guest next, uh, Mark Allnut from Juice Robot. Yay, Mark! You're, you know him from All Guns Full Ammo and uh, Pajama Planet, which is something you might not know about, which you're going to learn all about today and how musical this guy is. But just to humble him before he walks in here, I'm going to play one of his earliest, earliest demos. You know, like when you're a musician, you write a song, you think it's great. Two weeks later, you're like, why did we do that? Why I'm did we... literally sitting with my hands over my eyes right so, now. So we're gonna do this to him. Actually, no, I, I, I joke. This is actually a really fun song, and uh, he actually picked it himself. So, so this is Ghostbusters by All Guns Full Ammo, and then we're jumping in with the interviews. We'll see you then. Cheers. Dance off, bro. Me and you. Buildyourscene.com.
right, that was Ghostbusters by All Guns Full Ammo, and I'm sitting here with Mark Allnut from All Guns Full Ammo, and from a couple other projects, um, some of you might not have heard of just yet, but we're going to talk about that today. Mark, welcome to Build Your Scene. Thank you very much. I like how it's been built so far. Oh, thank you, man. Well, uh, look, we met you through, or we've, we've known about you in the scene for a while, but we've, we worked with thank you, you very much. on the We Came to Build project, and uh, I've just seen the first of the footage that you filmed and edited for us on that front, and that's awesome. And that's from your business called Juiced Robot. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And, uh, and then aside from Juiced Robot, which is media, it's all filming, you've been in bands, all guns full ammo, you've hosted radio shows, one of the first real rock format radio shows on... on UCT Radio. UCT Radio, Back that's right. Day, about 10 ba years ago. Wow. You see, before, before I was doing this, uh, yeah. I'm taking notes. So <laughs> after this session, what I want is like a constructive crit okay. on everything that we're doing wrong and of course everything we're doing right, which hopefully sure. will be a longer list. <laughs> Alright dude, um, let's start off from the beginning, um, let's talk about music first. Mm. You have a new project, a really exciting new project that you're working on that not a lot of people have heard of, some people are already part of. Yeah, um, this, tell us a little about true. that, it's something so different, it's something completely different to, to normal bands and projects that I've seen locally. So, Pajama Planet is my solo project yeah. outside of my regular band All Guns Full Ammo. And the idea is that I would collaborate with as many Cape Town to start with yeah, yeah. Uh, musicians to create um, albums of different genres and hopefully one per year. And, yeah, the, awesome. and the, the first of which being Max Chops. And Pajama, <laughs> Pajama Planet is, is a world oh, yeah? that is uh, shrouded in continual darkness. There are, okay. there are moments of, of dusk and dawn, mm -hmm. but the sun never actually reaches the precipice of the mountain and it disappears again. Okay. Um, Pajama Planet exists because of some catastrophic post-apocalyptic event sure. in which all trace of humanity has been dissipated, but for a few, a few survivors who wear loincloths <laughs> and really old underpants. You've thought about this. You've, you've I put have. a lot of thought into this. I've, I've, I put some thought on the drive here. When's the book coming out? That's what. I <laughs> uh, no book. Um, I don't. I don't write very well. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I, I remember early on as a kid, I just uh, <laughs> would play. I don't know. I always played music a lot. Writing yeah, yeah. really wasn't my thing. I even. Being involved in movies and documentaries, I, I still struggle to write. I can, yeah. I can tell a story better with pictures and with sound. Yeah. Well, that's what media is. Really. That, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. So, so Pajama Planet uh, exists, as I've just said, um, and this first album is called Max Chops. And Max, Max Chops. Max Chops is a is a chap. Yeah. Uh, who has Max Maximum and Mad Chops of on course, the on yeah. the guitar. Um, and he wanders through the, this world of pajama planet and uh, also in his underpants and his pajamas. Of course, as um, one does. As one does, and he has these musical conversations with people as they go, as he goes. Yeah. Um, with him, he's got two compatriots uh, and who, who are formed by <laughs> two actual drummers in, in Cape Town. Oh, wow. So, um, I am, I, okay, I'm Max Chops. I'm not going to beat around the bush there. And that nickname came about from? Uh, somebody just made a joke about me having mad chops and maximum chops on guitar, on, yeah. on guitar yeah. and I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's just because I like using my right hand. It's, it's obvious yeah. why most males have very strong right hands. Yeah. Um, I mean, because my wrist action is the fuck fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. Uh, um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter where the name came from, from really, but yeah. the idea behind the album was to collaborate with local musicians because mm. I just, whenever I watched bands, I, I, I would get not jealous, but envious that I couldn't experience that sound. what those people were experiencing. Not particularly that sound, but with those people. The dynamic, yeah. I wanted to share something with those people. 
Yeah. You yeah. Know, I wanted to, you know, so I created a way for me to to produce a solo album outside of All Guns for Ammo, yeah. but still collaborate with the musicians that I thought uh, would be interesting. Mm. So the album is a uh, primarily a thrash metal orchestral synth hybrid. Nice. And it stemmed from uh, me having a lot of metal in my system that I still wanted to get out. Um, that wasn't appropriate for the band I was already in. Yeah. We, we have a particular style which we love and which we stick to, which is great, but I wanted to try something for try sure. something a little different. So that's Pajama Planet. That's Pajama a Planet. Huge, a huge concept. And I like I like that you're doing something different. I also like that um, um, you've got a story as, as quirky as it is, because that's what you're kind of experiencing musically. I mean, you say you have different conversations, musical conversations, yeah. and that's kind of the artists that you brought in studio and the mixture of styles and everyone's bringing something different a different flavor or a Absolutely. different color to your music um, I've had the pleasure of listening to a track just before mm. we got started but for everyone else let's... what was your rating out of 10? I was pretty impressed I gotta okay. say I, I'm a vocalist so <laughs> yeah. there's only one local band that, that is like, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of instrumental bands but they have to do it right and they have to keep your, your, your attention or connect with you emotionally and listening to it I was I was I questioned only about a minute in. I said, "Oh, so you don't have vocals?" Because by that point, I, no, at no point had I lost my attention. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what I loved about it. There was always something happening. There's always it was a conversation. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Well, I mean, uh, what I should have mentioned is that Max Chops, produced by Pajama Planet, which is me, hmm. is an instrumental album. Yeah. Featuring local musicians that yeah. have collaborated with me who has written the uh, the core of the music yeah yeah i have five local guest guitarists who are playing wow. ridiculous uh, solos and, mm. and great lead parts and when you say ridiculous i mean people will hear now when we play this track yeah i mean this, amazing this track is um has neil bezade note on it from moment of clarity and yeah. damien rikers from Sabretooth and now thread of omen mm. playing on the drums so it was great it was great to well, we can talk about the the process later but yeah yeah i don't know maybe you want to play let's, this track? let's jump into this what All is right. the name of the song this at the moment is called song number two <laughs> this so it moment. was the second That's... song i wrote for the album but yeah. on the album it's probably going to be track number four Oh, okay. So I've got two numbering systems for for the songs, yeah. which only I understand. So okay. song two is number four. Yeah. You know, song nine is number six, okay. etc. Cetera, et cetera. It's very complicated. It's very complicated. It doesn't actually matter. Uh, it at doesn't, all. No one gives. No uh, one cares. Yeah. No. I heard a great term the other day from my dad. Um, what is it? Dilly Dilly Gaff. Dilly Gaff. Does it look like I give a flying? What would be the last F? That's a mystery. We can't say that on the show. Not Actually, really. we can. There's no BCCSA, so... No. Does it look like I give a flying ferret? Ferret. Oh, of course. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Which are illegal um, in <laughs> parts of the States, apparently. Is this is... <laughs> which I learned by watching Community... No, not Community. Uh, Silicon Valley, which is like a ridiculous show. Let's play the song, dude. Here yes. is song two slash song four, depending on whether you're listening to the podcast or you're enjoying the album at some point. At some Here point, we go. We hope. Let's do it.
All right, that was song two slash song four, because I was confused when you introduced it, so I don't even know. But um, It's the second song I wrote. Um, it's a great song. No man. one cares where it's going to be on the album. Do you even call it a song, though, when there's no singing? That's... It, it's there, would it it's be an a, interesting point. A I, piece I, or a I, track. I still call, I call it a track. Yeah, yeah. I refer to my album and how many tracks I have. Yeah. yeah. I haven't really thought of that sort of singing, non-singing yeah, yeah. Uh, description. Yeah, no, I'm a vocalist, so for me, I do think of that. So, mm. uh, yeah, hopefully at some point, for all the, the aspiring vocalists out there, uh, Pajama Planet will have an avenue where someone from some genre at some point that's the idea will get involved I, but sorry I'm interrupting you I, you I picked up I'm into, I, do, I do it often in fact this is one of the interviews where I haven't done it a lot because mm. you're well spoken well thank um, you it's a pleasure um, that's the only compliment you're getting for the rest of the interview alright it's my limit um, it's going to be hard though because we're going to talk about your music now and I'm going to sound like such a dick so <laughs> <laughs> no um, this album is a metal rock hybrid album right so it's yeah. a mixture of that that in that vein of music that's not saying that all your albums are going to be that way inclined you've got no. you've got a lot of stuff up your sleeve tell us a little bit about what you, you know what you're planning the diversity that's going to come from there the idea with pajama planet is that i would produce an album per year nice of a different genre i had yeah. metal in my system that i needed to get out which i feel like i've, I've basically done now my next album hopefully is going to be called something like felicia keys and it'll, felicia keys. it'll be a, 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 a pop album I already have a, a few people lined up in my brain yeah. uh, that I would like to collaborate with. I'm going to try and collaborate with some um, uh, some some sort of jazz, funky bassists yeah, to give yeah. me some cool funk groove in the sure. in the pop. Uh, I've got one or two vocalists in mind, some nice. keyboardists, awesome. um, and I'll just be the general um, composer and producer and play a bit of guitar every now and then. Yeah. Uh, I've got some drummers lined up. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm I'm really excited at the at the prospect of of um, spreading my my wings so to speak yeah, to be yeah. able to just yeah. ex experiment it sounds like things. I mean just basically sounds like a lot of fun as well it is a uh, lot of fun yeah it's Work, working with working with the different people thus far has been has been good it's interesting everybody comes in and for the first 20% of our time together are somewhat nervous even mm. if I know them relatively well already yeah, yeah. I think it's just the, the experience of somebody new in a different environment yeah, um, yeah. but once they all warm up it's you know it's a very relaxed environment in which we have been recording yeah yeah. Um, and I, I just tell people it's more like you know treat it like it's an actual conversation you're not recording a piece of music that is so mm. finite that it has to be perfect yeah um, the music itself is quite technical but yeah. I wanted the, the guest guitarists to to just express and release and, yeah, and yeah. just sort of spew their hot white foam over everything foam which, that which they did my room was covered in, 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 in white foam shaving cream shaving cream yes that's for all the uh, youngsters who are stuff. alright so fuck so yeah I think what, what now with this with the song and with this album that's coming out now um, planned release dates what was it like working with the artists you're working with like the information you know, core information. The in information. Yeah. Uh, the album has been in production for about seven months. I, I always have a three-month goal mm. ahead of me, and that goal is always to release the album, but that mm. periodically shifts month by month. Of course, yeah. So <laughs> at this point, I thought I would be done, but I'm still editing some of the drums, mm. uh, which were played digitally on a drum kit, but, you know, yeah. it's a fair amount of editing to do. Um, and I'm, But I'm also mixing and mastering. Most of the guitarists have finished what they needed to do. Sure. So... With the promotional material, marketing material, I'm also wanting to produce a 35-minute video for the album to make yeah. it a sort of cinematic audio experience and have a release party. Awesome. So, so speaking of the power of media, man, you got it yeah. all covered here. You know, I, I, yeah. I hope so. You know, I'm yeah. not. 
I, I, I kind of hate the marketing side, but I know mm. how important it is. Yeah. And I feel frustrated that I have to do it all on my own, mm. but I wanted to do an album on my own, so I shot myself in the foot, and yeah. nobody's going to help me for free necessarily. So, yeah. well, I'm, this, is, this is a big experimental thing for me. It's producing something on my own. You know, I, I recorded and mixed and mastered on my own. Sure. I've yeah. been studying audio on and off over the last 10 years where I can. Yeah. So I'm expecting that by... August, probably later September, everything mm. will be done and I'll have a um, launch party in the spring. Awesome. Um, that's the idea. And are you guys, it's going to be a launch party or you plan to perform? This is a recording project. Right. Yeah. We are not going to yeah. be performing live at so this So it's literally just going to be a party. It's going to be a party yeah. where I release it. I'm going to throw out CDs. I'm going to hopefully show a long video that I've created so everybody awesome. is entertained and mm. doesn't leave the damn room. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I'll swap them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's my moment. Yeah. Everyone else's moment. You know, like yeah. you got to, you know, it, it, it's just... It's all right to ask people to come to a launch party, but you can't expect them to to give you their full attention. Yeah. But you can create an environment in which that attention is held. Yeah. yeah. And and hopefully my experience with uh, with media and audience captivation mm. means that I can do that. Yeah. And that's but that's why yeah. I'm putting so much effort into it. Yeah. I'm liking the album. Well, I'm liking what I've heard from it so oh, far. I think the process is is great. And you know, I was told about it before you came in, and I was I was, I was interested. Mm. But after hearing it, I'm I can honestly say it's one of the most musical. Oh, thanks. Three minutes that I've had. That's in, the intention. Yeah, and it's and it's one of those things where I have to use that word because there's a lot of bands that are not musical musical. Like they make music and they make their stuff, but this was this was an experience for me. Oh, to, cool. To just do. <laughs> I uh, enjoyed it, man. Well, no, I really did, and I'm looking forward to more. I'm just um, gonna drink this beautiful monster. That's uh, it's wonderful. I'm actually thirsty now. I think mm. I'm gonna crack one up. And should I do that? I think you should crack it right here. Yeah, there we go. Let's get that. Uh, uh, let's get that sound in there. Oh, that was a good one. I'm gonna sample that. Sweet bejesus. I'm gonna sample that. That's gonna be awesome. I'll use it as a snare drum. <laughs> it'll be horrible because it'll take like like three seconds to finish. Uh, I saw an interesting post the other day on online about someone was comparing like uh, Bring Me the Horizon and bands alike mm. to sort of digital digital mishmash, mm. um, which is an interesting topic. But yeah. uh, you know, every every style of music is what it is. Yeah, and, and absolutely. I actually think I think I think I saw that post. Mm. I think I might have commented on that. You post. probably did. I probably did. Um, I, sometimes I lose my ability. I to really I really enjoy the quiet. conversations that people are bringing up. Mm. But sometimes I feel like the con- you know I'm I'm one to talk as well because I I don't I'm not very active on social media anymore because yeah. I've put my foot in it quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, it's a dangerous. I place. get quite I get quite passionate. Yeah, I want to come back to something you said because for me, um, for us, Bill Justine, you know. Um, I think I think there's a, there's a misunderstanding sometimes about what building the scene is and and what we do is and what we try to do with we came to build you were there and hopefully we achieved it is we try to create an experience and it's an experience that you're trying to create mm. that is such a good experience that people go hey I want that experience I'm gonna come back the bands were all part of it everyone created enough media attention whether yeah. it be through the podcast whether it be through promo videos that people put on like Vakan do now um, whether it be through social media and content and, and visuals and posts and write-ups and you create enough of a, a sense of someone going hey I really want to be there on that night because there's nothing else going on I never want and I, and we're not trying to create enough feeling sorry for bands that people go out that's not building the scene and while you might get a lot of people to show like that once or twice it's not sustainable mm. what's sustainable is if every band is equipped to the point where they understand if we want to put on a really good show we have to find out who we're appealing to how we're appealing to them make the best effort to be the best band possible, make the best music possible, have as much fun as possible, because really that's what's attractive about going out and watching bands, is seeing people love what they do. Um, and all of that together, that's what's attractive, that's what's gonna build the scene, you know. Um, it's nothing worse than people thinking that 
through politics or through griping that things are going to change. Yeah. Something like that. And there's that. also there's also something to be said about, you know, working hard and playing yeah. and, 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 and playing a lot. And I did that too, you know, I, I, we did a six month space of, of playing two to three times a month. Yeah, yeah. Which for a local band is a fair amount. You know, we all yeah. had jobs. Some of us have wives and kids. For sure. Yeah. And dogs. Yeah. Love dogs. <laughs> um, they're at home. I wonder how they're, they're probably fine. <laughs> they're probably fine. Yeah, they're probably, probably good. Um, yeah, so I don't know where I was going with that, but... You well, know, uh, Nathan from, from Atlantic South um, once said something to me, and we've been in and out of bands and worked together for a long time, and he said what he wants his band to understand is, is he wants to have fun. Everyone should be having fun, but fun is a byproduct of hard work. You work really yeah. hard, you get on stage, it's really fun. You don't work hard, you get on stage, someone's noticing that someone's untied, you can't, you can't enjoy yourselves because it's messy, you know? Mm. Um, I think that's why when you watch Atlantic South now, You've never seen so much teeth in your life. Just everyone's always smiling. They fucking love it, man. Yeah. Because they work hard. They work. They're a hardworking band, and it shows. You go on stage unprepared. <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time. Where's that from? South Park. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just because you have when a terrible, South Park. When South Park. Um, <laughs> listen, when South Park came out when I was 14, you okay. were probably seven, eight. I don't know. I'm. I'm, I'm not that much younger than sperm. you. How old do you think I am? Fucking dick face. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 26, 27. 28, 29? 28, 29? There you go. Closer? Yeah. Okay, good. Good. We were talking about young people, so... Yeah, I'm fine. I'm safe. Also, I love you very much. Oh, thank you. Wow, that's awkward. We are recording this right now. Yes, I know. And both video and audio. That is why I'm saying this. Well, that means it's totally insincere, then. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, wow, we have digressed a lot, but it's been a fun digression. Is that a word? I assume it is. Um, Yeah, I'm sure it is. What I yes, want to part, yes. what I want you to part ways with now is something that I didn't ask for before you got here, but I want to hear another song. Ah. Um, so you, on the spot, I want you to pick one of your songs. Okay. Um, this song is track, um, song oh number nine. God. It's just fucking write names for the songs, man. <laughs> There's no lyrics. It's not like I have anything That's to go true, by. You know? so yeah. This song uh, is track nine. It'll be later on the album. And yeah, it's got Charles Knight and Pullen. Good man. Playing. Yeah. Three guitar solos, of course, uh, <laughs> of uh, three different styles as well in this song, and it also has Damien Rikers on awesome. on drums. So it's yeah. the two old Sabretooth boys coming yeah, together. Yeah, nice, awesome. which is great. Yeah, dude. Before we play the song, I just want to thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thanks. I want to thank thanks, you man. for your involvement with us, um, helping my, us create my, the media that we have. You know, the visual media. I, I know we're going to be working closely together moving forward. I hope so. And August, September, possibly. Yeah, probably. I'm really looking forward to Max yeah. Chops coming out, man. Thank you. Max cool. Chops. And all the song numbers. All the song numbers. Mm. So this is song number what? Nine. It doesn't matter. Let's yeah. play the song. Okay. Here we go. Fuck you.
sounds so brutal. All right, we're back, and this time with a guest from Joburg. Uh, not any ordinary guest, a massive guest, someone with a with a scene credentials that will blow your mind. I've got Louis Dupsoni on the line with me from Clinton Watt Studio in Joburg. How's it going, brother? See, that's how I know that you're not a call center because you actually got my name and surname right, and you got it right the first time. <laughs> Otherwise, I just would have hung up on you. Give me I, some I, versions that you hear of your name. I, I want to hear this. I know, because that's going to be condescending and horrible. But what I do do is that I do <laughs> actually enjoy talking to these call center people because when I, um, you know, receive an amount of friendliness. Yeah, yeah, because they're it always It really lightens so up their careful. day. <laughs> the middle scene doesn't like friendliness, no. They, they really yeah, don't. No, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Angry, angry black shirt wearing... Uh, no, I don't know where I was taking that. You didn't know where you were <laughs> going to take that. You know, it's, it's actually kind of... It's actually a, 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 a policy we have when we do door at like events. Like when you get someone who's like over 50 who rocks up at like, let's say, Rumors Lounge, which does have TV, TVs that show sport on Saturdays. When you get like a, when you get like a bully that walks in, you kind of go, do we charge them or not? What color is his shirt? <laughs> ah, you know, because some of them are like, some of them are like incognito metal fans, you know, and that's what I'm going to do when I'm old. Just I'm quite old. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like walk in there with my Pringle stripey shirt when I want to watch bands. I'm like, Yo, Oaks, I'm here for the bloody rugby. Don't charge me bucks, <laughs> you know. So that's what I'm gonna do. Awesome. This interview is off to an incredibly horrible start. Yeah, we were gonna stay on point, but okay. Apparently, we're talking about what you're gonna do when you're 70. So question one. Question one. Okay, so let's go through some of the things you've done. I'm gonna list. I'm gonna make a list. Mine is skimming the surface. You can fill in the gaps here. Sure. But. When I first heard of you, I'll say heard of you because I didn't mm. actually meet you. I was on the other side of the country. But you were hosting a show on UJFM. You yes. were in Nave. Yes. You were organized Seasons Wither, yes. which I actually had the pleasure of playing one year. Uh, really? With my band, Reverse Sands. Yeah, we, oh, yes. we came yes. up from Cape Town, which was awesome. Uh, and then MK Ornegrund, which is going to yes. be a big topic of conversation today. And yes. then obviously all the way to the present, which is the Valken Battles and the Drift, which is the stuff you're doing these days. So yes. that alone, any one of those would be large enough to get you noticed in the scene and definitely warrant uh, an interview with us. Yes. Um, but you've got all of those. That's <laughs> that's all under one name. Um, so, dude, start starting from the beginning. How did you get started in music? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you why everyone starts in a band. To get all the girls. Oh, God, here we go. Here we no, go. but that's not one moment of a lie. You know, we didn't have any robotic persona. But when you're 13, you think... <laughs> If I play an instrument, I'll get all the yeah. chicks. Except your voice doesn't sound like that. It sounds a lot more embarrassing. I had a buddy yeah. that I grew up with who played guitar, and I thought, okay, what can I play to fill up the band so we can start a band and get chicks? Right, that, that was the sole motivation. Yeah, yeah, And I knew I couldn't sing. I still can't sing. And the bass, um, the, the, the bass kits were more um, affordable than the drum kits. And, For sure, uh, yeah. And then that's how I started in music. And then I moved to Joburg played with some dudes, swore I'll never play music again, and then I got accosted inappropriately by a man called Christopher Stienkamp at the Doors nightclub when we were both in a mode of poor decision making, and then I joined Nave with the promise of a record label. <laughs> no. Of course, that's what, that's, you know, everyone gets signed if you just stay at it long enough, right? I can actually summarize the entire pr process from there. It's very simple. When you do a thing, another need arises, you know? So, I was in Nave. Nave couldn't get onto, you know, the festivals at the time, which is Woodstock and Opikopi. So it was all like, can I swear on this podcast? Of course, dude. Okay, so <laughs> it was like, fuck it, let me start my own music festival. Um, the dudes in Nave weren't too keen to help out, so I got, I got together with Jared Gunston, and later that involved Bianca and Jean, who was in Nave. Yeah. 
and yeah. then we thought, okay, we need to promote our um, we need to promote our um, our music festival, um, and then time to get a radio show. <laughs> so that was, so that like, was Seasons Wither and UJFM you've just got to. So, so then, you know, to, 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 to promote the band, start a music festival, to promote the music festival, get a radio show. And then because <laughs> of the combination of the radio show and the animations of the Seasons Wither promo stuff that we did, the yeah. TV show happened. And... MCAR. MCAR. And then that, that's basically how it, it all just it all just kind of rolled because of necessity you know like you don't yeah, you, yeah. you know everybody you know and trust me i've heard this before right where when, when you get a tv show everyone's like dude it was always my dream to have a tv show it's like well then get one you know like just work hard because you, you can yeah, never yeah. i'm gonna tell you a little secret you know and it's not a secret it's like if you go to someone's like hey i've got this idea for a tv show they're gonna laugh in your face and tell you to piss off if they go and they're like mm, this guy can animate and you know Let's give him a TV show because yeah, yeah. I got approached by MK to do this, and then I said no because yeah. I thought no one's going to buy an Afrikaans animated heavy metal TV show. That that sounds like a bad Family Guy joke, you know. <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. and then I was stupid and I pitched a damn thing. I didn't hear f- from them for a year and a half, and then one day I get this phone call. It's like come in, you know. And I thought I'm going to you know repitch the entire thing, and they agreed. Dude, they agreed in their little boardroom to just give me the show after a year and a half of ignoring me, and trust me, it was crushing. That's so so I walked in there with my with my flash presentation, all my samples, put shit all over the walls, and I, I I didn't even give them a chance to speak. Basically, the meeting was, when can you start? And I ranted <laughs> at them for like two hours, repitching the whole show, willing to drop the cost of the show, and it was like, shut up, you got it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's embarrassing. You know, essentially, all of those things just came from, from necessity. Nave, actually, Nave, <laughs> Nave needed to play shows. So Nave couldn't. Seasons where the needed to Na- promote. Nave's profile was small. Yeah, Nave's profile was small. How do we make the band's profile a bit bigger? Yeah, yeah. You know, and we actually had Nave um, when I was doing Duel. We had you on one of the Hammer the Masters, I think. Um, yes, I think the second one. Was that one of those albums where 60% of all the bands were produced by Jared Gunston? Was that one of those years? <laughs> yeah, except that uh, the third one, 60% of all the bands were produced by Louis Hen in Cape Town. All right. I'm busy rubbing my bum musk all over Clinton's chair. So whenever he records a band, he's going to have an essence of me seeping through his chair. That is amazing. very graphic. There's going to be that a little is... bit of drift in everyone's recordings now. <laughs> so that's the drift. I get it now. I get the name. <laughs> yeah. The drift is really the, the the leavings of rubbing your ass on other people's chairs. That's what that that, that that's all. That, that's basically the concept of the next album, by the way. I'm very relieved that this is a Skype interview and not an in-person interview. Oh well. Because I like I like my chairs. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I tell you what. Let's play. Let's play a track. Um, since we're going to move on to the more current things, uh, sure. You you pick the song from the drift that we're going to play. We're going to play. It wow, tomorrow. on the spot pressure. Um, wow. Um, you ranted ooh. for like ten minutes when we started about how meticulous you were with pickups and what you wanted. You know, you seem like a guy who knows what he wants. So come on, man. I'm one of those annoying douchebags who knows what he wants but has no idea how to get it. You know, like I want a better tone. <laughs> Figure yeah, it just out. Make it make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> with you. Okay, drift track. Um, can we play a shadow dream? Because we we can play whatever you want to play. Can so we play that? It is a shadow dream, please. All right, here it is.
that was the trailer of <laughs> A Shadow Dream by The Drift. And I'm that, still that singing with That was the first 3% of the song, yes. Exactly, right. yeah. <laughs> that song is 10 minutes or so, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I wish I got enough sleep in the night to have dreams that long. But yes. unfortunately not, because uh, I have to sit up thinking of things to talk to you about on podcasts, which is... Mm. Ridiculous. I'm sorry um, I'm such a burden to talk to, Kyle. It, you're terrible. Uh, Clint, I can hear him fidgeting in the background. He's not happy. Uh, oh, no, Clint, Clint killed himself. No, he, he oh, ran shit. away. Like, he, he literally went and lay down on the zebra crossing in West Dean, waiting for, 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 for the sweet embrace of, of taxi murder to happen. Well, um, I think a moment of silence for Clint would be... <laughs> actually, we don't actually have a moment of silence because we're, we're running over, over our allocated time. So, sorry, Clint. Uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> The Drift and the Valken yes. Battles. Let's talk about the Valken Battles because that right now sure. is the biggest news and that's really what, what has prompted us to get you on the show um, Kyle, now as Kyle, opposed to another episode. Yes, Kyle, yes. what is the safe word? We need a safe uh, word. We need a safe word. Oh, shit. We um, need a safe we word. We do need a safe word. Peaches. Uh, okay, peaches is Simon the safe Foles. word. No, that's a bad <laughs> Simon, safe word. Simon says is the safe word. Simon says no, no, safe no. word. Simon says it's the safe word. All right, okay. But ask me anything you want. I mean, we're actually going to do this at the Valken Battle itself before the final. I'm going to stand there on stage and anyone can ask me anything. I will be basically a a fertile anus waiting for anything <laughs> to intrude. <laughs> just, stop, just stop right there. <laughs> fertile anus on, on Clinton, uh, Nicholas. I don't even know how that, how that makes hair. sense, but, but on yes. to Valken Battles. Okay, so... Sure. Anything, how, how, by the way. Anything you want. How, the easy questions first. How many years have you guys been doing the Valken Battles? We started in 2013, then 2014, and then in 2015, I thought I was going to do a bunch of personal shit, which I haven't done yet. Um, so we so we basically been active for four years, but we've done three years now. We are about to okay, conclude so year so three of competitioning. Yes. Terrier, Red Helen, who am I yes. missing? Um, no, those are the two. We, we are about okay. to have our three, uh, our third, you know. Great. And okay, yeah. it would have been super funny if I like slipped a name you know, and then somebody would reference this podcast later on and say like, wait a they minute, but knew. He, they but knew, they knew, they knew, those, <laughs> those cunts, they knew. No, but I got no idea and I'm not judging. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Actually, shout out to Nate um, from Build Just Scene. One of our guys is actually on the judging panel for the so, finals. Nate, we trust that you will remain objective and do yes. the right thing and not, you know, turn anything into a shit show. Which I'm Don't be a dick, Nathan. Come on, you know. Come on, dude. Come on. Um, okay, yeah. so basically speaking, um, Infanteria won the first year, yeah. and we, we had some hiccups in the first year, especially in the judging department, okay. because we kind of had this thing where there was this thing about what is a Vakan band, and all I should have done is just ask all the other, you know, judges, like all the organizers around the world, because they don't have the problems we have. Like, yeah, yeah. And when like the band, like, like I remember the first year that I went to judge, the band from China were fucking awesome but it's like somebody explained to them on paper what metal was and then they went all right and then they just made a metal oh, band so like, yeah yeah but they had like five local chinese authentic chinese instruments on stage and they had like a wardrobe that's not even remotely metal and you watch the shit and go like i've never seen that before that is sweet. yeah you know yeah, yeah and i think that's what people want they want to see shit that they haven't seen before so when i see For shit sure. online like the people in Germany would love to see this kind of band. I go, well, no, because they've already seen that kind of band. Isn't a global being a worldwide competition where things that you hopefully have not been tainted by the internet will present yeah. you with a fresh new perspective on what, what, what like, 
country-oriented music may sound like be presented on the stage and then people go, wow, didn't expect that. That's pretty sweet. And this is no dig at Infanteria. I mean, when I, when I listened to Gary Cool's podcast, it took me like 20 seconds to realize that the Infanteria song being played before the Menon interview was Infanteria and local. And I was like, damn, son. You know, like it was yeah, it's fucking good. Man. Infanteria are fucking good, but it is like one of those things where you go, all right, nobody's going to bitch. This yeah, is exactly yeah. what everyone expected. But Infanteria, yeah. you guys fucking deserved it. But I mean, there were some bands where we were like, can we send this? And For I'm going to sure, have yeah. to, and I'm going to retroactively apologize to Poverty of Ideals because Poverty of Ideals at their heat were fucking epic, you know? Yeah, but we yeah. went, instrumental metal band, we're going to get crucified for this, you yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah. they can't win. And it's not a slight on, on, on the band who won that night. It's just down to format. It's just know? down to, if this band, like all the judges were, were starting to get nervous. They're going to like, well, we can't let Poverty of Ideals win because they clearly the internet's going to go, you know, so yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just let's just pick the band that it are is... good and expected, and that to me, I think is unfair to like it. Like, and I'm not definitely not taking a swing at the band who won that heat. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to remember who it was. Doesn't matter. Um, but like, Poverty of Deals was so fucking good. You know, like like. Yeah. But we disqualified them because we didn't want to get punched in the head because the internet was going to be angry with us. You know. Yeah. yeah. Which you know what, it's and pity. then. With Red Helen, you know, I asked a question, but I never publicly asked a question, you know, whereas this year I did. I like, I, I asked all the all the organizers in a little secret group, and I said, what about Hokum again? You know, always Hokum. And I said, like, if this band plays better than the other bands, they should fucking win. Why is this even a question? So when yeah. Red Helen won, you know, everyone shat the bed, you know, because, oh, not my Varken. It's like, okay. Sorry, yeah. you know you're not going to be there anyway. You know, so. I, I removed myself from the panel to try and make it as democratic as possible. And unfortunately, like let's say, you know, some people, some people would, would accuse me of shit, but I'm kind of secretly on their side as well. I was like, yes, I, I'm kind of for the traditional metal bands as well, you know, yeah, because that's yeah. what I grew up with. Um, uh, you know, like in the panel, I remember the argument that happened backstage when Red Helen won, and I was kind of hoping that it, you know, just for the sake of PR. Not for the yeah. sake of justice, for the PR, like, if the other band wins, nobody's going to fight us. You know, yeah, if yeah. Red Helen wins, a lot of people are going to fight us, you know. But then yeah. the judge said, Louis, shut up. They were the best band of the night. Then we had a fat yeah. fucking argument, which I wasn't involved in. I just, I was just kind of sinking into the wall going, okay, all right. <laughs> because remember, the judges basically make their decision and they get to go home. Yes, yeah, then you have to kind of carry it. You're like a and then person. I have to take the heat afterwards. You know, it's like, ah, oh, come on, guys. You know, like, anyway. I think what, what is what is a relief on that front is both those bands are musically and performance-wise amazing. So, so there yeah. is always going to be that, there's always going to be the other side of the argument that backs you, you know. Um, it would and be Red really Helen tragic. nearly didn't go to Germany, by the way, because they didn't oh, have I their know. passport. I had them on the sort of. show. They told, yeah, they told me. They had to eventually, Fucks. you know, pull a fast one. Fucking Red Helen. Fucking Red Helen. <laughs> Right, All right, uh, Louis, tell me um, some basic information with this current Valken final that's coming yes. up. Um, who can we... Yeah, pretty you much know who's gonna win. the times, who's playing, <laughs> who's going to win. Um, I promise to release this podcast after the fact. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, just just some, some information for someone who's listening to this podcast, maybe doesn't know the information. Uh, it's always good to just throw it in there. I actually sent through the schedule yesterday. I don't have it in front of me, but I will try and remember it as best as possible. That's fine. Bands, we are organizing you a lamb spit bry at one o'clock in the afternoon so that we can all eat together and learn not to hate each other and embrace the spirit of the competition. Fantastic. Maybe, maybe a back alley blowy between bands. 
that'll be nice. You know, like yeah, the other yeah. battle of the bands, you know? Give and receive. Okay, yes. so one o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to do a spit bribe for the bands, the ones that choose to rock up. At about half past two to three o'clock, Patrick Davidson will give a little talk about something. I'm not sure what that something is, but it'll be very enlightening and it will be lamb. Okay, so Great. if you like Patrick Davidson and putting lamb in your face, that is the place to be. Great and he's going to tell you basically how to be less rubbish. Um, because Patrick <laughs> Davidson is the sage of all things not rubbish. Yeah. Then at half past four, we are going to have an open book session with the Vakan um, um, people. In myself, Sashquita, and I think it'll just be the two of us, to be honest. And then you can yeah. ask us anything, and we will answer it. And trust me, I'm looking forward to a question that I cannot answer so that we can make this thing better the next year. We, yeah. we, right. like, we know that the Battle of the Bands format is shitty, but we get to send a band to Germany and hopefully they don't get they don't have to pay to get there, you know? Yeah, so yeah. five o'clock we're gonna do the draws. So that's when all bands have to be there and that's where all judges have to be there. We're gonna try and get a warm-up band. We didn't think about it, but we never do. Like there's always a band that tells us three days before, you wanna play. And then you can. So if you wanna play, talk to us. You know? Wow. And then yeah. at about six o'clock, the first uh, band will play. We will obviously pick all the time slots at random, as we did, as we as we've always done. So everyone's fans get there at fucking five o'clock, please, because your band might play first. And if everyone's fans are there at five, then good. Yeah. You know, yeah. great, rad. I think every gig should be run this way, where you don't decide who plays unless there's a definite headliner. But all the support actually just pick a time slot out the hat. You know. Yeah. And then sure. we're gonna finish. Um, the last band will finish at about 22.12. Red Helen will play because they won the last battle. They will play as a guest slot at midnight. And then at half past 12, we are going to announce the winner. And then at 31 minutes past 12, we're going to all delete our Facebook accounts. <laughs> I actually wrote that down. What, really? Yes. Come yeah, on, did. man. Some positive thinking. Some positive thinking. What are, what are all those back alley blowies for then? You know. You know what? It's weird though because it's like right now, like first year, I'm like people are saying mean things about me. I didn't do anything wrong, which is actually true. Now it's all like, yes, come on, give me the best you got. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we'll fuel the fire. You, you have this masochistic relationship with the internet. You know, like yes, more hate, more hate, more, 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 more. Okay, well, Louis, right. You, you're speaking to the converted here uh, when it comes to hate on the internet. Trust me. Yeah, there's this band that I can point at. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. Our, our email address, our email address for Bulgeseed is hatemail at bulgeseed.com. That's one of our email addresses. That's like our, our fun jabs, and that's where we ask people to give us really? feedback. Yeah, that's hatemail at bulgeseed.com. I'm going to send you inappropriate things to that email address Dude, every you day have now. no idea. The, if you listen to the previous episode of Bulgeseed, the, the podcast, you'll just have a, a brief idea of how much inappropriate shit got sent to us in the last month on that email address. Please do. What is that email address again? Hatemail at buildyourscene.com. Hatemail at buildyourscene.com. Please send yeah. all the Sonic fan art you can find on the internet. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Shit. We Sonic had, uh, fan we had, art. We had, we had uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to even even go there. You just go back and listen to the previous episode. You'll see. You'll see literally all right. what went down. It was, it's hardcore. Uh, we've had to clear that in- inbox. You know, <laughs> but half the people are going to mail are just going to say, that Louis dude sounds like a doist, and I've met him, and he was a doist, and he's always been a doist. So you know, fuck that doist, you know. And I'm assuming, uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't really publish much of it because, but but a lot of it is funny. A lot of let's get Louis on. We get a lot of hate hits on the show. Right, moving on. Right. <laughs> Question three or four? I can't remember. Where we Question were. three or four? I guess that, really that's what we're what we're down to. Um, just I'm, covering all the information Qu- quickly. What I want to want to want to get from you um, to uh-huh. part ways with some some 
creativity and intellectual property. Uh-huh. Uh, look, this episode's all about media and how media is important. You have utilized media throughout your last 10 years, maybe more in the scene. You, you, you illustrate, you've hosted shows, video shows, radio shows. I mean, if there's anyone to talk about the power of media and, and the effects it can have. So mm. something that bands can take away from this because we like to always leave like a little lesson in there. Um, as far as branding or, or profile, how does a band who's starting out, what is the best step? You know, do, do they go and pay someone to do a logo and listen to their music and, and draw up a brand? Do they do it themselves? Do they bother doing it at all? Um, just that, just just a little bit of two cents from you. It really helps. Okay, I'm going to try and keep this as short as possible. It really, it really helps to learn as much of the trade as possible. And by trade, yeah. I don't mean like back alley blowies with publicity companies, you know? Like, yeah, although that is a trade. Like sometimes we still hire, you know, like, you know, a publicity guy when we have some money lying around, which is never, but we, you know, if we got something that we wanted to get around, you know, so yeah. if we get our music video or, um, you know, song playlisted internationally, we got Warren Gibson from Plug Publicity Plug, to thank. Yeah, but sure. I recommend that A, you, you build up your database as much as possible. For sure. Um, you know, and I did actually read out all my email addresses at Pat's last talk, where I was literally Warner Music, blah blah blah, Century Media, Nuclear Blast. I read out all the email addresses, and only two guys were taking notes. I'm like, hey, write this shit down. But the point is, is that your your database doesn't mean dick until yeah. you get your product up to scratch. And this is why I'm sure. saying, learn the media trades, learn how to edit a little bit. You know, if you can learn. You know, to record, I mean, the reason why, uh, like, the Burning Tone bands are doing so well is because they've got Louis Hen, you know, like, at yeah, the helm, yeah. you know, because he can just go, rad song, I can make it sound rad, you know, and yeah, we can put sure. it up as a single. I mean, learn how to do this shit properly or get a nice job where you can pay someone to do it properly. I, sure. I hate to yeah. say it, but these things do cost money. To yeah. to, to make a promo costs money. To make a recording costs money. To, 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 to you know, to shoot yeah. a nice press shot all this shit costs money so you know like i can't go to like a blue collar metal band who all work on a construction site and go like guys your promo sucks you know it sucks it's it's heartless to say that but yeah if yeah. you want to do well in media learn you know sure. when when nave wasn't getting anywhere i learned how to animate you know for the seasons weather stuff you know like for sure yeah i went on ujfm you know to talk about the show and i was grumpy and horrible and they said wow you know and when you you know when Honestly, when you not, when you don't give a shit on radio, you tend to tend to sound way more, you know, yeah, entertaining yeah. <laughs> than when you're like, "Hey guys, I'm here on my radio show." <laughs> you know, you often say funny shit when, you, when you're in a bad mood, and then it's like, "Would you like a show?" And I, and I was, "Yes." You know, it, it, it just kind of it just kind of goes like necessity. What what can make your band better? Learn how to do that thing, and that could be anything. Honestly, I'm going to use the phrase "build build your scene" as you know, sort of a yeah a meta a meta example. If you are cool with other people you know around you and you don't consider the scope of the industry to your own relevance but to the scene's relevance you might yeah. get somewhere right yeah that, and now i try to be concise and that was like 20 minutes <laughs> people have died during this podcast shame clint's probably rotting there on that uh that zebra crossing yeah in, in, in clint's memory i'm busy rubbing his south african middle awards um, best producer trophy on my nuts if uh, if bands are looking for somewhere to record i'm gonna do a little shout out to clint if you're in the <laughs> Joburg area clint's a legend man but i i think you'll probably have trouble getting on his roster because he's so busy 
and he's we dead. Managed to get, we managed to get him on, and he's dead. Yeah, so I forgot about that. Um, but, dude, thank you so much for joining on the show. Um, you've been uh, an amazing guest. I oh, and say. listen to the drift, because that's the part of the interview that's all about the drift. Actually, we're retiring quite soon. Uh, may, I, oh, may, may I say so that? I, I looked on your Facebook page and I saw something about last show, and then yeah. I was more amused by the name of the show that I forgot yes. all about everything. It's it's just, you know, like, we, we just want to have fun, you know, and... yeah. There are some dudes doing some life stuff at the moment. I don't think I'm entitled to talk about the life stuff. It's all positive things, you know, like yeah, yeah. some are having offspring, some are getting married and all that. And it's just a yeah. good time, I suppose, to not burden people with gigs and whatnot. We're still for playing sure. together all the time. Yeah. We're still yeah. writing music, but we're just not going to be public for a while. Dude, uh, before you go, pick a song for us to play out with uh, either The Drift or Nave. I don't mind. Um, either way, just so they can hear a little more, maybe 3% of another 10 minute song. I can do the other 3% uh, if you want. Okay, I'm going to be nice and let's say uh, Nave Hollow Chamber. Um, okay. Because we all nearly died during that music shoot. And then if you can, for the sake of contrast, put in the disease by the drift afterwards, you know, like, uh, you know, just to, just to kind of get like major chords, minor chords, for sure. you know. For sure. Carl, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Thank you so much, and all the best for the battle coming up. I'm sure that it'll be a, a massive success, and uh, you guys will pick wisely. I, I, I'm to... really, really sad that you didn't ask me difficult questions. You know, like, you could have asked me anything. I've got you... plenty of stuff off, off the offcuts to use, eh? Oh, <laughs> oh, the stuff when we were off air. Yeah, yeah, right. but I was still recording, and I'm sure Clinton was still recording on that side. So, well, Clinton's dead, so I got to learn how to use this thing. You uh, edit it out now. There's no. a big space bar that says stop, so I reckon that's it. the button. But before you press that, I just want to say cheers and thanks, man. Cheers and thanks. Be cool to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. The Diseased by The Drift. I'm still in studio with Gareth. Oh, yeah. Back in back in the driver's seat, Gareth. Yeah. Um, dude, now is the time where we listen to Iron Fucking Maiden. Oh. Oh. Courtesy of the Blacklisted and Witch Doctor Productions um, who provided this content to us, this interview content. Uh, let's see what they had to say. Let's, let's check out that conversation. I'm a treat, man. I'm, I, this is cool because they did that interview. I just get to listen now. I get to be one of the listeners. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. It's like a rest, man. I love it. But all we can say is just sit back and enjoy. Yeah, and we'll catch you at the end. Absolutely. What are you, high or something? Woo. Did you see what happened?
Hey, South Africa. David Diva here from Devographic and the Blacklist. With me tonight, I'm absolutely privileged to have none other than Adrian Smith. He's guitarist, songwriter, and backing vocalist for new wave of British heavy metal pioneers Iron Maiden. I want to say a big thanks and shout out to Big Concerts and Warner Music for making this possible. Hey, Adrian, how are you doing? 16th studio album. I mean, you guys have been uh, in studio for quite some time, and I believe the recording process was quite different. Um, what did you guys do different on this one? Um, well, actually, we didn't, we didn't actually rehearse before we went to the studio. I mean, we had songs, some ideas, um, but we actually kind of finalized the writing of the particular song on the day in the morning and recorded it in the afternoon. Sometimes we recorded the song as we were learning it, you know what I mean? So it's very kind of, you know, spontaneous. Um, I must say it turned out pretty awesome in fact you know for me Iron Maiden seems to be like a fine wine you just get better with age you know so um, I would imagine what the, what's the secret I mean 2000 live shows later you guys are as strong as ever yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's just uh, the band has an energy all of its own, you know. Sometimes if uh, some of us are tired or you start dropping a bit, it just kind of, you just get wrapped up in it again, you know, the whole energy. And I think part of that comes from the audience as well. You know, when you get on stage, and they're, so, they're so up for it and so passionate about the music, it can kind of lift you up, you know, even if you're feeling a little bit tired or whatever on the road. So like I say, it's got, it's got an energy of its own. It seems to have a life of its own. Awesome. And in, ter in terms of your South African set list, I mean, uh, you guys going to change something since you haven't been here in so long, or is it going to be mostly the new album? No, like I say, it's going to be a balance. I mean, I mean, the thing is with the internet now, as soon as you play one show, everyone knows the set list, you know. So it'll probably be pretty much what we've been playing for the last uh, month or so. Because, of the, because the show is so theatrical, there's a lot of cues and it's... Um, it's not like we just get up there and play and change songs every night. You know, it's a, it's a coordinated show, so we probably won't be changing much. Like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a good balance of the, of the new, a favourite of the new songs for the new album, because we want to promote the new album because we're proud of it. And as a band, you know, as musicians, we like to be, you know, moving forward and, and being creative, and that, you know, that's always been a bit of a biggest buzz for me, you know. So, uh, but of course, we're going to be playing some of the old songs and be on here as well. Awesome. Tell me, as a band that is credited as being pioneers of New Bomb and been around for what, 40 years odd, coming back from the days in your old Green Goddess tour bus, you know, to now owning your own plane and just, you know, being to that level of awesome that you're just flying around in your own plane, you know, what does it feel like today looking back from those old roots? You know, do you prefer the old days in the tour bus or is this just the most extreme level of how it is now in terms of pushing the envelope? Uh, you know, it was just all about playing, it was all exciting. 
but now with the demands of travel and the schedule, you have to you have to try and make it as uh, easy as possible. You know, flying everywhere and staying in good hotels, getting good food. You know, it's just just a fact of life, really. So, uh, although some people might see it as a luxury, it's just it's actually very practical. No, much respect. I mean, when I look at Nico's drum set these days, and and you know the size of that thing alone, plus all the props, no, no, no wonder you guys need a plane. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, he's very proud of his drum kit. <laughs> I chatted to Scott Ian from Anthrax uh, about three weeks ago, and I mean, the guys just had nothing but good words to say for this tour and for everything coming up and what you guys are doing. Um, in terms of your peers and 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 the bands out there, you know who. You know, it's all established bands that are out there. You know, are there any bands that you are listening to today, sort of on the on the plane and touring that is really in your mind starting to, you know, step up towards the the opportunity or possibility of becoming the next big thing? Huh. Wow, well, um, I don't know. I mean, with the internet now, there's just so many bands, so much out there for people to choose from. I think people's attention span very very uh, short you know for young people they're downloading one or two songs that's why we we did this double album as like a statement it's like it's like going back to when you bought an album you listen to the tracks you read the lyrics you got really into it you know now uh, uh, people just seem to, to flip between one or two tracks so it's difficult really to um, I mean there's it's just literally thousands of bands out there um and I suppose it's getting harder and harder to do anything original. So I, I'd have to say I don't hear. I, I hear some very good bands. I, I'm hard to say what's going to be the next big thing. I don't really know. All I can say is they've got, they've got to be different and original. Great, Adrian. Well, we're certainly counting the days until we see you in South Africa. We wish you best of luck until you get here, and um, okay, hope to hope to see you guys soon. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Very much. Up the irons. Okay. Cheers. Dance off, bro. Me and you. And that was the Iron Maiden interview, courtesy of uh, the Blacklisted Devo and Sean. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for that, guys. Really, now we're at the end of the podcast, man. I can't believe it, man. I know. What it a, feels like it's gone so quickly. This has been like a really good podcast. It's like this power. episode. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying we were good, which we, we were kind of good. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> but our guests this time around were no, just... they're amazing, man. Uh, there was so much information that came out and, and talent, man. So, hell, I just wanted to like, drag it on a bit, you know? I don't want it to end. No, absolutely. I feel exactly the same way. I've had an absolute blast. Um, absolutely love uh, Louis. Uh, yeah. Absolutely yeah. love... Uh, uh, Mark's Mark, energy as well. A little bit of bromance going on here. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, Mark and I are our friends. Yeah, we, 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 we hang <laughs> With off. benefits. Yeah. Well, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, brilliant uh, interviews. Brilliant. Uh, I've had a, a great time. Yeah, it's yeah. And it's been great having you on the show again. Thanks, it's man. Always, it's always it's nice having back. you here. Um, it always you know, seems very just relaxed and we, we, yeah. we, have, we have a good time. Well, the only problem is now, thanks to Monster, uh, we've got so much product that we've just been drinking these things since they jumped in with us. The energy level of the podcast has yeah, like gone I through think, the roof. I know? think I'm going to start having to go for weekly ECGs <laughs> to check if my heart's okay. <laughs> so much like, It's like double bass now. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but uh, we just want to thank you guys for listening. Remember, just get involved. Um, if you listen to this podcast, take what you can from it. If you, if you have more questions, hit us up. Hit our guests up. Uh, you can get us on 
hate mail at build your scene or the movement at buildyourscene.com or you know what's easier most people do this they just email us on our Facebook page uh, social media seems to be the easiest way but we're very active on Instagram and Twitter so grab us on all of those thank you so much for listening Gareth can I, can I, I just want to say one more thing what, there's, what? There's, there's one thing that, that, I, that I've missed you know in the beginning yeah. we were talking about media and how important it is yes yeah um, my final words and take it don't take it I've, I, I, I have this desire to to always tell you know people that social media is very important all that kind of stuff yeah. yes it is it's very yes. important yeah. it's the basis of what we're talking about today but at the end of the day if there's any advice I have to give it's you need to run if you're in a band if you're yeah. in an organization or anything to that effect yeah. you need to run it like it doesn't exist yeah okay like the social media doesn't oh exist. yes yeah, yeah go back to the yeah. old days don't rely on the social don't media. rely on yeah. it do it but don't rely on it do it consistently but run it like it doesn't exist you got to do your, your, yeah. your groundwork yeah. as well yeah and that that's, that's all great parting thought uh dude thank you so much thank you for having me i'm gonna say you could pick a song to play out with Oh put you, damn! Put you putting, on the spot. putting me on the spot. Putting you on the spot. Before I do that, I also want to just say thanks for listening. Who to all the people who have been listening to the podcast yes. so far? Yeah. And if we've got any new listeners, thanks for joining. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if I'm gonna part with a song, jeez, you are putting me on the spot. Aha, got it. Yeah. So we just come back from the Southern Invasion tour. Okay, I like um, I like where this is going. Yeah, Outside yeah, of Cape yeah. Town bands. Um, yeah. Our good buddies from from Bloemfontein. Yeah. This is our uh, Pedro, Werner, Buxy, Fricky, and uh, Craig. Okay. All yeah. will fall. All will fall. All will fall. That's the first time on the podcast, man. Uh, I like it. I like yeah. It. And uh, the song I would like to play out with is All Will Fall Oceans. Let's do it. No, fuck no, now, rage now. Okay. It's like, off mic rage. Off mic rage. You can do like a thing like, and this was set off air. <laughs> you can just cut back <laughs> in. And then section. I can be like super mad about it. Go like, hey, Kyle put Kyle, that cunt. He just basically took all the shit that said said off air and he put it as the fucking headline. It's called the <laughs> Phil and Selma defense. <laughs>